Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to a special welcome home, I guess, edition to the Steelers preview. I'm Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and I'm back. Uh, the three amigos are back together again. Um, Dave Schofield, Brian Anthony Davis. Before we get started, before I bring them on, I want to take a quick aside and say how good it is to be back. Um, I know that there, we don't have any people in live chat just yet, and I'll probably reiterate this again uh, throughout the show, but it, it is a tremendous honor to be back with you all, and not just to be back on this show, but to be back with the website and to be back on the podcast platform. Um, I missed it when I was gone, but my goodness, it feels good to be back. So Dave, how's it going tonight? You good? I'm great. You, I, I don't know if anyone enjoys you being back more than me. Um, I think we all do, but this, this is great. I it's for two months. I kept calling myself the deputy editor to start almost every show. <laughs> and I finally got used to it. And now I have to change it again to co-editor. So I like it. I That title is much better in my opinion, because this is a lot of fun to be back doing the show with you and bad. And just having the triumphant trio once again. Yes. And Brian Anthony Davis, the podcast producer. How's it going, Brian? How are you? Double P is in the house. Um, yeah, that's not going to work, is it? Um, you know what? You know me, and I am the only one that could get away with being the BAD. And I have to welcome you back, Jeff, in song. Oh, so let's go back to 1979. 
great year in Pittsburgh. The Steelers and Pirates took home. They took home championships, but also Peaches and Herb went to number one with this song. Reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> Jeff is back with Bad and Dave Schofield. Something, something. I'm going to stop right now. All right, there you go. <laughs> yeah, you can stop right now. Yeah. Jeff, could you name any other song specifically from the year 1979? No, I'm just glad it wasn't a Hall and Oates song. We all oh, get the debacle, <laughs> the, the 2017 debacle of John Oates. I mean, oh, the I only song from 1979 I know for sure was My Sharona. Um, and I didn't think he was going that route. Uh oh. He's unless, he's unless he's it was my persona. I don't know what that was gonna be. <laughs> Guys, I'm dropping out a second. All right, he's dropping out a second. There you go. Uh-oh. Right, so, <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do. This can't be a good thing. I, no, I, I don't know. Cannot. Well, let's let's talk about this, uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, shall we? Now, before we get any further into this discussion, I want to let everyone know, wherever you're listening, whether you're watching on YouTube, whether you're listening in audio form, we have a whole new platform. Uh, it's basically the way of putting it. We have a whole new platform. Uh, the audio side of things, you can get podcasts, whether it's my Let's Ride in the Morning. We're doing multiple shows a day. So make sure you're following us on our audio platform, anywhere where you listen, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Anchor, you name it, even Pandora. I found that out again. Double check today. I was making dinner. Go to Pandora, search behind the curtain, and you will be able to find all of our podcasts right there. So even if you're someone that's like, I don't have iTunes, I don't have Spotify. If you have Pandora, even the free version, you can still listen to our shows. So... Dave, have you been happy with the new platform? You mean the new podcast platform, or just yeah, in general? That's I'm, the new Jeff. I'm pod- just I'm just so happy in general. I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> Very good. That's awesome. Very good. Let's talk about some news, shall we? So let's get right into the NFL news. Now, um, there was a lot of stuff that happened this week with training camp underway. Obviously, we're trying to figure out, um, you know. All the people that spoke, we had we heard from Mike Tomlin, Ike Hilliard, Matt Canada. Those were the coaches. We heard from Vince Williams, Deontay Johnson, um, Ben Roethlisberger. How could I forget him? Um, did we did I miss anyone that that we that the Steelers had conference calls with? I think that was it. I think that was it. Deontay Johnson. I was just I was thinking of the players. I know you had all the coaches. Well, technically, we had um, Randy Randy Feetner and. Keith Butler, but Keith that was, Butler, yes, that was was that over the weekend? I yes, it was. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that wasn't during the week. So okay, so there's a lot of news, Dave. Out of all the people that talked, out of all the people that spoke this week, was there anyone or anything that they said in particular that kind of jumped out at you? Well, Jeffrey Benedict caught something that I did not catch, and he had an article out about that, and it was although. You know, a lot of people were speculating how much Matt Canada is going to be involved in the Steelers offense this year and uh, largely debated both on our podcasts and on the website. Some people think he has more. Some people has less. And Deontay Johnson slid something into his interview to kind of confirm that they're practicing what they would call the different motions that I use air quotes for those of you listening in podcast form that come with Matt Canada's style of offense, that they were practicing these things. So that I found that interesting that we kind of got some confirmation that at least his fingerprints going to be on the offense a little bit. 
Very good, Brian. You just welcome back. I, I know you had to jump out real quick. Basically, the question I asked Dave was, out of all the people that spoke this week, the players, coaches, you name it, was there any one person and anything that was said that kind of jumped out at you now? Dave brought up the fact that Jeffrey Benedict wrote this article for the site today on how Deontay Johnson kind of hinted that Matt Canada, the Matt Canada effect with motions and pre-stat movement is, is coming to Pittsburgh. Outside of that, is there anything that kind of sparked with you at all? You know what? It's not as much as what everybody said. It's about what everybody did. And, you know, we've talked in the past about Team Kumbaya. We talked about how united this team is. And look, I'm I'm looking at the fact that the Steelers are one-eighth of the league. One-eighth of the teams did not have anybody leave with COVID, leave because of COVID. Um, I just, and I have no problem if you do drop out for the year because of that, put on the list. But it just seems like everything that I'm hearing and every interview that I'm listening to, I'm just hearing men on a mission. And it just seems like they're they're staying the course. Their eyes are are really focused, and so that that's what I'm pretty excited about. The if if I was going to point out one more thing that I heard this week that I thought was refreshing was the whole Eric Ebron, his connection already with Ben Roethlisberger, staying at his house, and uh, you know taking care of business that way, you know getting on on the same page, you know. Antonio Brown was never invited to, uh, was only invited to Ben's house once. And, you know, Eric E. Brown. <laughs> well, hey, Eric well there. Can, can I say something about that real quick? Because I asked, I said something about this to Michael Beck, and he asked Jeffrey Benedict that question, this question that I asked Michael last night. Um, although Michael doesn't have any kids, so it doesn't matter. But if, if you're at home, we're family guys, we have kids. Would you let someone like Antonio Brown in your house for an extended period of time around, around your young children? That's a good question to ask, you know. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> oh gosh. Tom Brady did, but you know, that's that house is probably so huge that mm-hmm. <laughs> it was in another zip code. <laughs> oh my gosh. Antonio Brown. We'll we'll talk about Antonio Brown a little bit later yeah. in the show. I I have to be honest, that this in this stage of the game where we are in terms of this weird training camp where and I I, I don't want to promote my morning show but tomorrow uh that uh, this do. is recorded on I'm thursday saying, night. of course yeah. you gotta promote your morning yeah, show come on morning friday morning let's ride is five reasons why fans will really miss this it's just such a weird and different training camp but one of them is is it we're not going to get the news the same way everyone's getting the same exact quotes the same exact transcripts it's really awful it is the world that we live in i get it i'm not trying to change that i'm just stating that the fact of the matter is is that it's just strange but anyways when Ben Roethlisberger speaks, it's to me, it's everything is noteworthy. You know, he does do a lot of coach speak, but I have to be honest for me. I love the fact that he said he was nervous. If he's nervous in front of the media, I guarantee you he's kind of nervous to get back. Now, some might say, well, you know, I hope he's not too nervous that he's jittery in a game because there's no preseason. There's no warm up games for Ben. It's going to be right into week one. But you guys buy into that nervous talk, or do you think that it's just, Ben being Ben. Brian, we'll start with you. Ben's always going to be Ben. He's downplay Ben. He's like, uh, oh, shucks, you know, I'm nervous about this. And you know how confident that man is. There's no, yeah, it's Ben talk. I mean, yeah. you can you can put, 
I saw on the internet where they uh, they did a uh, Mike Tomlin, a Tomlinism, you know, translator. You could you could really do a Big Ben translator, and and it's as simple as like, uh, yeah, I'm really nervous about this upcoming season. You know, I have a lot to prove. It's like it's like translation, boys. I got this. I'm just doing the aw shucks, playing it for the crowd. Yeah, Dave. What about you? When you heard Ben talk talking about the nervous stuff. I don't think he's nervous in the way that we think of nervous. I think it's just, you know, some, it's that excited nervous, if you know what I mean. You know, I don't think he's, he lacks confidence or anything like that. I think it's just a different feeling for him that he doesn't know how to describe otherwise because he's never been away from the NFL game for as long as he just was. Yeah. So I, I don't, I, Maybe nervous isn't the best way to describe it, but I don't know if he knows any other way to describe it. So I, I'm i really happy to see him ready to get out there. And I, it, he really seems renewed and refreshed, in my opinion. I, I think so. And, you know, there, there was a, I, I think I wrote an article for this, for Behind the Steel Curtain about how I think there may have been a comment about how he should be rejuvenated mentally too. I mean, he's had a break. His knee should be able it was kind of poo-pooed in the comment section and said, oh, old man time doesn't lose any battles, which is true. No one's debating that. But at the same time, you can't tell me that a guy that's been as banged up as Roethlisberger has his entire career taking almost a year off. And I know that he had a surgical repair elbow. I'm not downgrading that, that it can't be helpful. You know, and the fact that he came back and he said he wants to win multiple championships tells me that he wants to be there, that he still has the desire to win because he could have walked away. He could have yeah. said, you know what? I've enjoyed my time home with my kids. I want to be there. I want to watch him grow. He didn't. In the middle of a pandemic, he said, I want to come back. And he started working out and all that stuff. Let's get to some live chats here before we, uh, I just want to let everyone know on my computer screen, really behind on the live chat. I'm watching on my phone yeah. and trying to keep up. Um, almost Sean, five minutes back. Almost, yeah. So I'm doing the best I can. If, for the longest time, I was like, this is awful. I'm I'm so excited for this show, and no one's here to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you all were playing like a mean trick on me. Or something. I'm like, oh, Jess could be back. Let's let's not have a live chat tonight just to mess with him or something. <laughs> Jeff, what you don't understand is you're not even back. All right, so this Sean Man answers $2 in the tip jar. Uh, let's see here. I, I don't know if we lost uh, yeah. Jeff. He was frozen. Let's see if I can get this bit. to show up on the screen. Maybe Sean Manningham put two to the tip jar. I guess the home would be the hater. Um, I think we're having trouble with Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I think we are having trouble. Am I with here? Jeff. You guys hear me? Now you're there. Yes. So you're trying to say, What's guess that? the home beat the hater. Welcome back, Jeff. So am I back? Sort of. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe Jeff. Am I moving? Oh, Am I here? You're, you're moving there. Yeah. Can you all hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. We can hear you now. You were broken up there for a little while, Jeff. So, um, but okay. we now got the Sorry comment from Sean, and we and we appreciate the two dollars into the tip jar. Good. Well, and let me just say real quick, you know, because I had a lot of people on Twitter, I had a lot of people on um, even Instagram that follow me on Instagram saying what's going to happen with him? I want to say something really quick. You know, I know Lance stepped down just as I was coming back and I want to thank Lance Williams uh, for a lot of different reasons. Um, when I started podcasting, I was by myself. He was the first 
when I started doing Steeler podcast, he was the first podcast partner I ever had. Never talked to the guy once before we went live the first time on Blog Talk Radio. And because of that, it was a work in progress, but we got really good. We had a really good relationship on the air. He taught me a lot because he has a lot of experience with podcasting. I, I wish Lance nothing but the best. I thank him for all his help that he has given me throughout the years. Trust me, I appreciate everything that he's done for me. Um, I, I just I, I don't want people to draw conclusions or, or anything like that. It is what it is. I wish him nothing but the best moving forward. If he podcasts again, that's awesome. If he decides just to enjoy the Steeler season, I get that too. But uh, I want to make sure we uh, I thank him for that. Now, Jeff, Brett, yeah. But wait, before you bring that up, there was some comments that haven't showed up here yet for us to click up there. But I want to share them with you now. Sure. Is that they said they said yes, Jeff. Thank you for sending off Lance, but you should have sent his internet connection along with him <laughs> rather than try to keep it. So I get it. I get it. Um, and Brad Jewett, he put four ninety nine in the tip jar. Said, "Welcome back, my guy, Brad. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. It feels really good." To be back. That's the best way I could put it. I mean, from writing articles, it just feels natural. The site's working at a ridiculous clip. So our, our podcast platform, I'll tell you, is doing really, really well. So that's awesome. So, okay, let's get to the topic at hand. Deontay Johnson. Um, this was an idea that I had had, and Brian was kind of like, let's do this for the preview. So I think from a skill perspective, Deontay Johnson can be comparable to Antonio Brown. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We are actuaries. In a world filled with unpredictability, we use our math skills to navigate uncertainty. Actuaries make a difference in people's lives across industries and the world. Actuaries have the freedom to work anywhere. And according to U.S. News & World Report, we're the 25th top-paying career. Make an impact as a fact-seeker and a truth-teller. Use your math skills for good as an actuary. The world needs you. I first want to talk about that aspect of it before we move on to the second part. Okay. Dave, I'll start with you. Would you agree that Deontay Johnson's skill set is comparable to Antonio Brown? Even if you want to look at a parallel with that point of their career, you know, Deontay Johnson's going on into year two. Year two was when Antonio Brown started to see an increased role. What do you think, Dave? Yeah, I this was one of the things that we were told about Deontay Johnson whenever he was drafted. And don't even get into that whole thing about when well, he you was hated his guts. He hated his guts. Because I was just like, who is Deontay Johnson? And Jeff's like, the wide receiver from Toledo. Toledo. And I'm like, oh, the wide receiver from Toledo. I know what you mean. You know, because I I come on, Deontay Johnson is not like the the like the most unique name you've ever heard before. So, but I remember that there was a receiver from Toledo. But with the Steelers having two picks close together, I was like, did they have to take him at this one? And then we found out later, yeah, they did. So, and he had a very similar skill set to Antonio Brown. And a lot of people even, and it's not just coming out of the Mac. It's not just that. Um, that, that that's what was going on. He, just the way that he gets separation. I mean, he. there's been multiple times it's been brought up about um, him having – 
numbers wise, one of the best, you know, getting separation of any receivers in the NFL. So that's part of the same skill set. But if you look at it, if you want to compare year to year, then you're already looking at that he's ahead of the curve. But you, because of that slow first year that you we had um, as Steeler fans seeing Antonio Brown uh, a, as a rookie and not even knowing if this was a guy that was going to stick around or not, it it's I don't know if you can really even count that. But yes, absolutely, same kind of skill set. Uh, just we we can't crown the guy until he comes up with those other accolades on the field and those other numbers on the field, but definitely a very similar style. You want to crown him, crown him. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Brian, I, you know, Dave did a good job of talking about statistically and the, the accolades that Andy Brown was able to rack up. I want to know, in your opinion, the skill set, his, his ability to move in space, his hands, his route running. When you see Deontay Johnson, do you think Antonio Brown or do you maybe think someone else? You know what? I do think Antonio Brown, because one of the reasons that he was drafted when he was in the very top of the third round, I mean, a couple picks in in third round in 2018, excuse me, 2019, the reason he was drafted was because of his comparisons, because of the yards after the catch, because of the fact that he had deceptive speed. He didn't have blazing speed, but he had that kind of that that kind of feel that Antonio Brown did. There was another guy that they came very close to getting, but did not because he was picked maybe a couple picks before to the Seattle Seahawks. It was DK Metcalf, completely different receivers. This guy was six four. Deontay Johnson is what six foot, um, or five eleven, or six maybe foot. So, you know, <laughs> somewhere around there with heels you on. Know, but my thought was at the time, as much as everybody would have been, if DK Metcalf was sitting there, everybody would would have been up in arms because I don't think they were going to take him. I think Deontay Johnson was their guy all along. I really think this is the guy that they were bringing in because they saw the same intangibles that they had in the guy they were replacing, but they felt a whole lot better about him. And he was in a situation where he did not have to be the guy, just like Antonio Brown did not have to be the guy in 2010. However, Antonio Brown never had to become the guy in 2010. Deontay Johnson kind of did because Juju was hurt. You know, you had James Washington there. They they kind of uh, they kind of led the team together as far as that goes. Uh, DJ had maybe more catches. You know, um, James Washington had a, maybe 30 more yards. But Bruce Arians in Tampa and James Kelbaugh just brought it up, and this was something that I was going to uh, bring up as well. He wanted him really bad, and they knew that you take him now or you're not going to take him because scouts scout. We don't. We read names that Mel Kuyper and Schefter and all these guys put out on a, on a sheet and talk about in mock drafts and all these guys that uh, are going to go high. These are the guys that know more than we do, and they scout, and they saw exactly what they had lost and what they could replace. And it was a perfect fit. So, yes, as far as intangibles, as far as on the field play, they're similar. But you can't, like we talked about crowning them. The problem right now is the fact until you get, you rack up the numbers year after year after year, that's not a given. 
But right now, it looks similar. It looks like you could get that production, and he could be the number one guy. Can I jump in with one thing just to clarify a number? Uh, that would be five foot ten for Deontay wow. Johnson, okay. which is exactly the same as one Antonio Brown. So that's which, of course, is way lower than DK Metcalf. And a lot of people, when the Steelers made the pick, that was one concern they had: is we needed a big receiver. Why are we getting a little guy like this? So that's I heard that from fans all over the place. But they got their big receiver this year. Do we have Jeff with us? He looks like he's contemplating. I wonder if he's lagging because he looks like he's waiting for <laughs> yeah, us. Yeah. We got a Jeff giggle, so that's yeah. that's good. No, I'm oh, – all right, you guys at me? <laughs> I apologize about this. Yes. Can you, can you hear me okay? The all only right. question is how long that yes is taking to come through. <laughs> An eleven season, which is the... can you hear me? Yes. All right, good. Two questions for you guys. The first question is that Antonio Brown in two thousand eleven, he played in all sixteen games, had one hundred and twenty four targets, sixty nine receptions, one thousand one hundred and eight yards receiving. That was his breakout season. That was his second year. In his first year, he only played nine games, didn't really touch the ball much. Was a special teams guy. My question was that if Deontay Johnson would have had Ben Roethlisberger at quarterback in 2019, now last season, Johnson had 16 games, 92 targets, 680 yards, five touchdowns, 11.5 yards per reception. Do you think that with Ben at quarterback, he would have been similar to those numbers of Antonio Brown in 2011, Brian? Actually, no, I don't. I actually think that uh, he would have been used less with Ben Roethlisberger, his rookie season. You need to build a rapport a lot of the times with Ben Roethlisberger as far as things go. Um, Juju would have uh, been a little bit more as far as uh, a number one receiver, despite, I mean, I, I know he had his his problems as far as injuries, I but, you know, if Ben's there, they're not really, uh, they're, you know, you're not really worried about uh, the running game as much and you're not... Uh, it's just one of those situations that uh, I think Juju would have had a better season. James Washington might've had a little bit better of a season and there's sort of like a pecking order with Ben and he would have probably come on later in the season, the second half of the season, but I don't necessarily know if that would have happened with Ben last year. What about you, Dave? What do you think about that? Um, I'm going to somewhat disagree with Brian. I don't, but I don't think he would have gotten to that level. I still think that he would have, possibly had more production because we have to remember about the time that was missed by other receivers that Juju missed games there. It got to a point that if, even if it was Ben, he was going to have to throw to somebody and Deontay Johnson was out there doing it. So I think that he would have had more numbers than what he ended up with, but I don't think it would have made, made it all the way up to those numbers that you said from Antonio Brown's breakout year. I think, yeah, I think it would have been close, but I don't think he would have gotten to, you know, we're talking over a thousand yards and 124 targets is a lot. Although he did get 92 targets with Mason Rudolph and Devlin Hodges. Here's the second question. A lot of people in the live chat, uh, which I'm not looking at right now, said that Santonio Holmes comes to mind more than in Antonio Brown when they're looking mm -hmm. at a comparison to Deontay Johnson. 
I have actually thought about this before, and I think it's valid. Uh, Dave, you agree with that comparison, or do you see more Antonio Brown? No, I, I could get on board with that. The thing is, I mean, we could compare them to these guys, but when it, when really it all comes down to it, uh, the best person to compare Deontay Johnson to is Deontay Johnson. He just needs to be the best Deontay Johnson he can be. He shouldn't worry about replacing AB, just like just like with 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 Juju. He doesn't have to come in and be the Antonio Brown. He needs to be Juju's Miss Schuster. But I know as as fans and everything, trying to compare styles, um, I I could see that as well. So I I don't know which one I would say he was more like um, or not, but uh, maybe you know maybe a good hybrid of the two. But you. Brian, thoughts on that? You know, I actually, uh, I love the uh, the Antonio Brown comparison because they just remind, I mean, if you just take the numbers off, they just remind me of each other just in the stride, the way they look. I like the San Antonio Holmes um, comparison, but I just don't think that's really there as much as okay. I think Antonio Brown's closer. All right, that's fair, valid. Now let's get to the second point. If they have the headline and that is, uh, this will go lead us into our first break. Um, but still, Deontay Johnson has the world in front of him. I think he's a budding superstar. And I don't use that term lightly, but I do feel like he has all the intangibles and the tangibles to be that type of player. Do you see, and it's hard to predict, because I remember when Antonio Brown was young, he was Antonio Brown. He was the what it is guy for Steelers.com going around the locker room, having fun, being jovial was funny. And then all of a sudden he turned into AB and then he turned into Ronald ocean or whatever other name he gave him. Mr. Big chest, (laughs) Mr. Big chest, (laughs) Ronald. I forgot about Ronald ocean. (laughs) I know we can't predict this, but is there anything in the back of your head that says, Oh boy, I really hope this doesn't happen. And I, I hope that Deontay Johnson doesn't go down that path. Brian, we'll start with you. You know what? I hate this question. And the reason I hate this question is we are pigeonholing a guy because he has great talent and that's yeah. it. So everybody right away, they were saying it last year. Well, as long as he doesn't become another AB, just because he has talent doesn't mean that he's going to be a Chad Johnson. He's not going to be an Ocho Cinco. He's not going to be your TO, your you're Antonio Brown, your diva wide receiver. One of the things that the Steelers have done very well in the past few years is draft for talent and character combined. And they've done it a lot. And if you don't think they're doing their due diligence, bringing a guy in where they brought him in with a complete background check and not making, not taking that, that flyer on a guy who is a great talent, but has had trouble. You know, they're doing it. You're crazy if you don't think they're doing that. The thing about Antonio Brown, he was not a steal at number at the sixth round pick. Everyone thinks, oh, one of the greatest steals in history. You know, he was a sixth round pick, just like Martavis Bryant was a fourth round pick because of the shenanigans and the things that they did in college and the problems they had. In fact, why was Antonio Brown at Central Michigan with all that talent? It's because. Central Michigan would have had him because he couldn't get rides other places because of the background and the things that he did off the field. So we like to think that this all happened when Vontez Burfecht um, cracked him in the head in that wild card game. 
But this stuff was brewing. And as yeah. Dave mentioned yesterday, Dave and Rich, actually two days ago on the show, you know, Mike Tomlin did a great job of covering this stuff up, but he was picked in the sixth round for a reason. Deontay Johnson was picked in the third round for a reason. And a lot of that reason was the fact that he has talent and he does not seem like he's going to be a head case. Will he morph into one because talent gets to his head? Possibly, but I don't think so. I don't think he's that guy. Dave, what do you think? Yeah, you, you talk about Deontay Johnson, you know, taken in the third round. Let's see. He was pick number 66 versus Antonio Brown, who was pick number 195. That's the difference sometimes in character, you know, when it comes to the draft. When you know, So with the Steelers doing their due diligence, mm-hmm. I'm thinking that they, they don't have the fear of – AB 2.0. So that's that's one thing for sure. But we also got to remember he was taken with the draft pick that they got in the trade, which it's I think was really kind of nice. <laughs> so hey, Jeff, can I can I bring up the super chat in order to answer something with it? Yeah, I stopped following. It was too distracting. Yes, I got you. Well, that we we have a super chat here of 499 from uh, um, I'm not going to say who that's from, <laughs> but, um, um, into the tip jar that says he's more San Antonio Holmes 2.0. They both have the same build, same niftiness and, and breakaway speed, but it's funny. You see the same build Antonio Brown, 5'10, 185, Deontay Johnson, 5'10, 183, San Antonio Holmes, 5'11, 192. So technically mm. you st- Yes, he has the same build as Antonio Holmes, you would say, but it was even closer to Antonio Brown, shockingly. Yeah. But I still get the comparison either way. I, th- I think he's a good mix of both, to be honest yes, with you. Good hybrid. Antonio Brown was a tech, a tactician running routes, and that's how he – in the you know, we know his sideline work, Tony Totap, mm-hmm. as he, another name he gave himself. I oh, love Tony um, Totap. So, uh, wouldn't we love to see a Tony Totap from Deontay Johnson? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we, well, San Antonio Holmes certainly could do that, Super Bowl yeah. 43. Yes. But at the same time, San Antonio Holmes was – a good way for me to describe his game was slippery. When yeah. he had the ball in space – he was dangerous. He was going to, he could take it to the house every single time he had it in space. And that's the way I feel with Deontay Johnson. I mean, he, every time he gets the ball in his hands, he's going to make someone miss. And then if he makes another one miss, look at Arizona on the punt return is a very good example. Uh, that, that punt return was not designed to look that way. It just did. And it ended up going to the house. So there you go. Plenty of Deontay Johnson talk. And that's very warranted because he is a budding superstar. So we're going to go into a break, right? When we come out of this break, we're going to talk about, important players uh and then we're gonna have some fun how about that there you go trivia all that good stuff we'll be right back it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply